Hey everyone, welcome back to another Rolling Across the Pond tea break. We are talking about Hermit Chronicles, we're talking about episode 2, part 2 of our pilot, I guess, for this campaign. And yeah, that's that's kind of the, the gist of it. I'm your GM Jesse, and I'm here with uh, Luke and Isaac. I've got a bit of a cold again, because that time of year. My daughter's probably going to be coming in and out, but let's hope not. Uh, hopefully she stays asleep, but I think I just heard her again, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, welcome, and now I have a fly in my head. Yeah, it's so big I can see it from. It was same here. I was like, oh. Massive. Uh, but yeah, we are talking about Hermit Chronicles, so... And our most action-packed fight ever. Yeah. the most... Leader and Willie gain the power of love. <laughs> That's it. And a wish. That's it. Yeah, and a wish. Audience, listener, whatever you want to be called, I prepared for a fight, but I made a complex character, and I like I always roll. I don't make decisions unless it's like properly pivotal. But usually, I roll a dice, and whatever the outcome is, I play off of that. And the fact that it was natural twenty, and I rolled a few things. And it just turned into the way it is because of one natural 20, basically. And that was thanks to my wonderful co-hosts. And that is that changed the entire fight. And yeah, so don't blame me. Blame the dice, but also blame them. What do you have to say for yourselves? I, I just, that, we also, that we also get the applause. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, it's, it's fun to discover new ways to accomplish what you want to get done. And like like we even said in the episode, it's we both independently chose to have the knowledge to talk to Loxodon. I just thought true. it was funny because I was like, hey, I'm a big owlbear. I want to like, talk to other big things. Loxodon, that was fun. Little did I know going into this episode, I was just like, you were like, oh, you can't comprehend him. And we're like, I, I know what he's saying. That's, yeah, and that's true, audience. <laughs> I helped these guys and I've seen their character sheets, but... I've got a lot going on in my life. There's a lot going on in D&D life and in podcast life and in my normal life. So I totally forgot they could speak Loxodon. So don't think it was a story thing. Don't think I was like, oh, this will be fun. No, I properly was like, this is a Loxodon. It's a magic user of Loxodon, beast of, of a being. I even like like smudged the height because I forgot how tall Willy was. I was like, it's got to be bigger than him, at least. And, yeah. And I just, it just so happened that they both spoke it and ruined my awesome combat scene. Or made it better. Who knows? Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, It's hard. It's hard when I'm given the opportunity to have three languages. And I'm like, I know elves don't exist i know dwarves don't exist i know goblins don't exist like what languages can i take so i'm like i don't know maybe the lion and the elephant and boom do the most common animals <laughs> yeah and it, I, I, the animals they get chosen to do certain things um from me and this is just peek behind the screen moment I mean, oh, that's what I should do. Like, peek behind the screen moments. Um, is that not what T-Brick is? But this is, like, deeper. This is my screen. Um, 
animals that are chosen, you can hear it in most of the episodes where I'm like, uh, what animal should this be? But like, maybe it's this. So they're mostly random. I sometimes have a list. I, I go to a list of 100 animals I have, and I roll a D100, and that's the animal I pick uh, for certain things when I prep. But sometimes this is on the spot. I'm just like, what's an animal I know? And it's usually the most popular ones. So elephant gets picked a lot. <laughs> and lion. I think also that Loxodon and Leonic are like yeah, real D&D true. classes. True. Or not classes, Race, or races. Yeah. So it's easier to just be like, oh yeah, he's an elephant because it's sure, right. yeah. They just added a uh, herringon, which are like the rabbit, oh, people, like a yeah, fish. Yeah, that's D&D. cool. So they, uh, so the new Beyond the Feywild, I believe uh-huh. it's called. It's, uh, they added uh, the the herringon. I believe that's how it's said, and then fairies as playable races. Ooh, that's interesting. Might if we do an actual D and D, go into those areas. I would love to play D and D where it's all fey. Because that's that whole new book. All right. The Wild Beyond Witch Light, available now at your local bookstore. We're not sponsored, but Wizards of the Coast. Mm. Gotta admit, that was a good idea. Definitely good. <laughs> I like having, like, on the edge characters. I'm, I'm not one to, like, if you're a fighter, I want you to be, like, uh, Eldridge Knight because they have bonuses here and there. I, w- I want you to have things that can throw a twist in and, and, Sure, a normal fighter could normally do that, but it's it's a lot more fun for the DM because I'm like, well, I'm giving you an overpowered character, so I can see what I can throw at you, and if you survive, great. If not, then, well, pick a different crazy character. Then make an Eldritch Knight. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, did I ever tell you about the dwarf character I played? I don't think so. It was uh, a Tomb of Annihilation game. No. So my first character died. Um, which was, he was a furblog druid, and it was, it was very sad how he died. That'll be a story for another yeah, time. Sure. But I had to re-roll a new character, and I decided, I was like, I'm going to be a bard elf. I mean, uh, a, a, a bard dwarf. Oh, right. But my like, thing bard is, elf is kind of normal. Yeah, is my dwarf shaves his beard <gasps> and cuts his hair, which is, like, unheard of. Yeah. But uh, I use my performances in the street as a bard, to pretend I'm a chubby little kid looking for food and that I'm an orphan. But then, like, when I'm around people, I had, like, so, like, bear in mind, this was not a podcast, but I went full-on voices. Like, <laughs> I was in character. And, like, yes. like there were times where they're like, Isaac, you need to stop because we're laughing too much. And, yeah. Like, we need to get, but, but like, anytime we were in public, <clears throat> let's see if I can do this still. I'll just be like, all right, guys, let's do this. Remember, through the power of friendship, we could do anything. Oh, no, no. Just be like a cute little squeaky voice. <laughs> um, but as soon as it was just the party, I would just like lower my voice and be like, all right, now what we need to do is just murder those guys yeah. and then we can steal the coin. Yes. That's awesome. That's, that's perfect. And then like someone would come back around the corner and I'd be like, Heidi ho, friend, how you doing? <laughs> well done with the voices. I couldn't do that at the time. I still can't do voices. I and mean, we all know that, but I have fun. Hey, that Loxodon's voice was pretty cool. Well, that was a voice emulator. Shh, doesn't know Well, spoiler alert, I, I cannot go that deep. But it was fun. I, I like doing the voiceover as well, because it was like a proper, like, oh, I'm actually editing, like, the, the tone of something. That was That was interesting for me. Well, I remember when we first started recording, you were trying to do... 
like another big yeah scenes you were trying to do it live yeah that was and then when you sent me the episode to listen to i was like i was like i remember him talking i was like but i don't remember him doing that live so <laughs> like you had to go like redo that and i was like oh okay that's cool like yeah it's as weird as it sounds like every time i listen to one of our episodes i'm like i know that's me talking but what am i gonna say next like, yeah. yeah it's i'm like oh yeah i made this decision or I was, I was thinking about this at the time it is it is funny like like i'm, I'm editing constantly and i'm editing the next episode for uh the goro and leaf episode and uh just to date this podcast uh this episode because it's probably gonna re be released this week so i can we can release the Goro Leaf episode next week. So look forward to that, everybody. But anyways, talking about the episode, was it like, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to get my weapons ready, or was it like immediately, I'm going to try and talk this thing down? For me, I was like, all right, we're, we're going to have a battle. I was like, hopefully, like, Willie and, and Reader can, like, tank this thing out, being, like, big dudes. Yeah. And, like, it's a, I'm more of a druid, and, of course... He's a barbarian, but I was like, "All right, we just gotta hit it hard enough." Like, sure, yeah. yeah. And, I, and then you were like, "Oh, it's magical and all that." And then you're like, "Loxodon," and immediately I was like, "I know Loxodon." I was like, "Can I talk my way out of this situation?" Wow, that's impressive. And then when we started talking, that 100%, I'll admit it uh, for you, uh, Bill and Ted fans out there who liked Bogus Journey, when they go to hell and they meet death to determine whether they stay dead. They challenge death to a bunch of board games and like Twister and stuff like that. And they keep winning against him. Yeah. And I was like, this is how I'm going to win against this. <laughs> it's just some weird, silly way. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so funny. How you and I was like, but then if we do fight, then all right, we'll, we'll, we'll get dirty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it honestly wasn't the way I was expecting. I was expecting... Because I had so many powerful, like, like destroying spells, I was gonna, it was gonna be amazing, and it, and it was like, okay, this is my chance to actually describe what's happening, and then, what, what did you think, like, when, when you, when I was like, here he is, and then, yeah, what, what I was thinking was like, I, getting used to being like level five, and then seeing him at level one is like. There's, I'm gonna forget so many things. I'm yeah. Gonna be like, yeah, and then I, I'm gonna reckless attack. Wait, I can't do that yet. I. Fair enough. Yeah. I always say, yeah, I, I just want to do some kind of, because he said competition, and immediately it was like, oh, okay, cool. I can just, I don't know, challenge him to. I'm trying to think of what I'd be good at, like running or like what, 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 what did I have over him? Yeah. Um, but I, I felt eventually we might actually have to fight and i'm like uh yeah yeah well that or i was gonna feel bad for because i i knew you probably set up for him fighting well so I was like, yeah it, the setup was yeah he was he was gonna fight but basically he needed to be defeated like this this being from my perspective being trapped in this marble was like i want to get out and i want to be free Whatever that means, it, he didn't realize, let's say for the time, that he didn't have his lamp. But at the same time, it wasn't, it's not like a genie of Aladdin. It was a genie of, oh, like, obligation, imprisonment, 
you have to defeat me to to do whatever next like and and so that's why i was like and he absentmindedly says this like and then after he says it he comes back into himself and that's when the emotional side came out of him but when then he was like okay like a switch happens and he goes back into robotic you have to defeat me in order for like something to happen like and in that so he in himself was like battling for survival and that also enhanced the emotional state of him because he was like i'm emotional because i can understand you but also i just want to go i don't want this i you know and so for for you guys to just give the hugs and then and then he like he's magical like and i say this constantly magical beings in the the world of ilium are gods so this was a god uh loxodon genie that you guys were facing down um at least as far as your characters know i mean obviously if there was an actual god creature then they they would be defeated regardless because you know um but but because they're so powerful so he would have destroyed so many ways i think even with if he did rock paper scissors he would have done a, a magic trick or some sort of magic that would have told him which uh you've done so he he can do the opposite like or the the ones these are win. scissors made of rock yeah exactly um and so he would have always manipulated but you you guys using my own words against me twice the first one of him speaking loxodon and he's not and you guys speaking loxodon um only and then second with when i said caesar gives the world's best hugs no one does better and using that against me oh my goodness i was just i was blown away i i was like well yeah obviously i can't he can't win that at all there's no nothing i can do or say he literally can't win yeah and i, I agree like i i was thinking all the things that i could do well that i completely forgot about caesar so when isaac brought him up i was like oh yeah best hugs that was incredible i good on good on you isaiah I, i'm just gonna I took, I took that that pacifist route where i was just like all right i was like there's hugs i was like <laughs> we could rock paper scissor this i was like maybe we'll have an arts and crafts off like I yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll have a cook-off like this is the iron chef but in the animal kingdom <laughs> yeah yeah i i i was like you know what i've never felt more defeated than i do right now with <laughs> When you did that, when you said that, I was just like, "Those are those are fun slash scary times for a DM where you're just like, I love how you problem solved your way out of that, but I actually did prepare for that, so please don't do that." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but it was amazing. It was perfect. The other thing that I don't know if you catch it, but like when when um, Willie is like, you know what? Okay, let's fight. But I yield. You win. I was like. Oh, like in my head, I was like, "Is this actually happening? Is this over? Are you gonna die now?" <laughs> because I know I was, I was scared. I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "I don't, I don't have good reaction time." My guy is more like, "I'll take the hit and try to run away." But because, and not 
in the other way, like if he's defeated, then you win. But if you're defeated, you die. Like there is no, there was no warning about it, but he was going to kill you. And, and so the fact when you were like, I yield, you win. And then you like go in peace. And then Luke's like, or Reed is like, no, wait, wait. That's not, that's not true. This is, he needs to lose. Like, stop giving, like, don't. I always say, yeah, I just want to do some kind of, because he said competition and immediately it was like, oh, okay, cool. I can just, I don't know, challenge him to, I'm trying to think of what I'd be good at, like running or what, like, what, 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 what did I have over him? Yeah. Um, but I, I felt eventually we might actually have to fight. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, or I was going to feel bad for, cause I, I knew you probably set up for him fighting. Well, so I was like, yeah. It, the setup was, yeah, he was, he was going to fight, but basically he needed to be defeated. Like this, this being from my perspective, being trapped in this marble was like, I want to get out and I want to be free. Whatever that means, it, he didn't realize, let's say for the time, that he didn't have his lamp. But at the same time, it wasn't, it's not like a genie of Aladdin. It was a genie of, oh, like, obligation, imprisonment. You have to defeat me to to do whatever next. Like, and, and so that's why I was like, and he absentmindedly says this, like, and then after he says it, he comes back into himself. And that's when the emotional side came out of him. But when then he was like, okay, like a switch happens and he goes back into robotic. You have to defeat me in order for like something to happen. Like, And in that, so he in himself was like battling for survival and that also enhanced the emotional state of him because he was like, I'm emotional because I can understand you. But also, I just want to go. I don't want this. I, you know, and so for for you guys to just give the hugs and then and then he like he's magical. Like, and I say this constantly, magical beings in the the world of Ilium are gods. So this was a god, uh, Loxodon genie, that you guys were facing down. Um, at least as far as your characters know. I mean, obviously, if there was an actual god creature, then they, they would be defeated regardless because, you know. Um, but, but because they're so powerful. So he would have destroyed so many ways. I think even with, if you did rock, paper, scissors... He would have done a, a magic trick or some sort of magic that would have told him which uh, you've done so he can, he can do the opposite. like Or the, the ones These are win. scissors made of rock. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so he would have always manipulated. But you, you guys using my own words against me twice, the first one of him speaking Loxodon, and he's not, and you guys speaking Loxodon, um, only. And then second, with when I said Caesar gives the world's best hugs, no one does better. And using that against me, oh my goodness, I was just, I was blown away. I, I was like, well, yeah, obviously I can't, he can't win that at all. There's no, 
nothing I can do or say. He literally can't win. Yeah, and I, I agree. Like I, I was thinking all the things that I could do well that I completely forgot about Caesar. So when Isaac brought him up, I was like, oh yeah, best hugs. That was incredible. Good on, good on you, Isaiah. I, I'm just gonna. I took, I took that that past fist route where I was just like, all right. I was like, there's hugs. I was like, we could <laughs> rock paper scissor this. I was like, maybe we'll have an arts and crafts off. Like, yeah, know, yeah. Maybe we'll we'll have a cook off. Like, this is the Iron Chef, but in the Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, you know what? I've never felt more defeated than I do right now. <laughs> when you did that, when you said that, I was just like. Those are those are fun slash scary times for a DM where you're just like, I love how you problem solved your way out of that, but I actually did prepare for that, so please don't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but it was amazing. It was perfect. The other thing that I don't know if you catch it, but like when when um Willie is like, you know what? Okay, let's fight, but I yield, you win. I was like, Oh, like in my head I was like, is this actually happening? Is this over? Are you gonna die now? Because I know I was I was scared. I was like, oh man. I was like, I don't I don't have good reaction time. My guy is more like I'll take the hit and try to run away. But because in not in the other way, like if he's defeated, then you win. But if you're defeated, you die. Like there is no there was no warning about it. But he was going to kill you and. And so the fact when you were like, I yield, you win, and then you like go in peace, and then Luke's like, or Reed is like, no, wait, wait, that's not, that's not true. This is, he needs to lose. Like, stop giving, like, don't win. I was like, okay, he caught it. I'm not penalizing him. Maybe, mis- maybe I mis- uh, said something that made him think that he needed to win. But, but I was just like, if this is the fact, you're going to die. Like, oh, I'm gonna start rolling up a new character. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that was, yeah, it was a very interesting episode for, um, believe it or not, uh, it wasn't the only thing I wanted to do during that episode, but it just made it so, so good. And, and then just remembering that there was still a robbery that was being investigated, and the the police were there. and, And when I say police, obviously, it's not, I don't know, Hawaii Five O or or like SWAT team. It's it is mid. This is a Animal Kingdom, but they're not like twenty first century Animal Kingdom. It's like still. Are you saying it's not an anthropomorphic German Shepherd over there arresting people? <laughs> I, no, I'm completely saying that is true. I'm saying they're not wearing a a sheriff hat and uh, and uh, they're wearing like a suit of armor. They're wearing so knights. Nice. Yes. But sometimes I get tired and I go default into modern age, and you're going to see that a lot while we record. My, I guess my other question is, like, and I'm kind of jumping everywhere, but at the very end when Willie uh, sees Caesar with, um, well, you don't know who that is yet, but when you see, when you see him with her, uh, firstly, does anybody get a hint of who that was? And secondly... Did that make you suspicious of Caesar? A little bit. You, not your characters, but you. Me as a person, yes. My, I feel like Willie is more of like, I'll trust you until there's like hard proof or like you are literally stabbing me. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think as Luke, who's trying to try to not spoil. Yeah, that's good. Um, try to be vague about it, I guess. Knowing what I know in the main campaign, I, I wasn't necessarily suspicious of Caesar. Sure. But Reader, I think, would have been like, that's sketchy. And right. this, is a super, this is a super powerful item that you're just giving to a person in an alleyway. Or a toad? Yeah, it's a, it was a... A, a toad-esque individual, suspiciously in an alleyway. Not entirely the most trustworthy thing, but I do think Caesar is trustworthy. Fairly. I yeah, and, think, and like, I Luke I, think Caesar is trustworthy, but yeah, as, it, as much as we've been like secretive and all that stuff, he is he has been kind of like the beacon of like oh like this he's he's the good in like sure. the group and stuff like that, sure, sure. and then to be like what are you doing in an alleyway? Yeah. Only vagrants go there. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I hate to bring it back to Star Wars, but... <laughs> so there was a a run of Legends. I forgot. It, it pretty much, like, boiled down to, like, these two stormtroopers are the reason why everything happened in the original trilogy, like, the way it did. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And, but I think they were... No, they were... They were rebel fighters with leia and then they snuck aboard vader's ship disguised themselves as like stormtroopers but like they did small things here and there that like helped the crew out and they didn't know like they were they were the two troopers that were just talking to each other while obi-wan snuck around them and like turned (laughs) off the shields and stuff like that that's amazing i didn't know that but like yeah they have their own like story arc where like everything in star wars kind of like wraps around them like doing small things that's like, awesome they, they're the reason like certain coincidences or or things are explained away is it was just sure, these sure. two guys somehow screwing up or doing something that's awesome Definitely. i feel like that's us exactly we're, we're so like... slowly pulling strings in the background to where you're just like <laughs> cause and then go to the main c- campaign <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's it is definitely uh a parallel that i wanted to be a parent and to show that the importance of your guys's characters it's not just you're not just there you're not you're not just doing this to make a podcast this is like to definitely unravel the story and and kind of answer questions that people have for the main campaign and uh, and kind of to debunk a few things um that uh, were preconceptions um, of certain people, and mainly Lee. So, yeah, I I really like the unraveling that Hermit Chronicles does, and it means I can let out a few more secrets here and there. And I do like that we have that, like, cause and effect, but, like, story, plot-driven stuff rather than horror. And I was... And I, I, that is a question I wanted to ask, is... Um, both you, I, Isaac and Jesse, did you plan for characters to be more um, passive or like not, non-violent kind of characters, or is it just how it turned out? Uh, when I when I created Willie, it was mostly like I was listening to all the podcasts, and I was like, "All right, I it's it's the weird forever DM stuck in me." I'm like, I need to fill in the gap of where what they need, and I was like, they have no like true magic caster. I was like. But I don't want to be the odd guy out 
that's like squishy or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so I was like, drew it. I was like, all right, that's that's enough punching and like magic to go in there. And originally, before I ever listened to an episode, I I had a barbarian character. And yeah. then all of a sudden I was like, oh, everybody's a barbarian. Yeah, yeah. But and I was like, all right, and I don't want to. I was like, I could easily play more into that. And like, I, I'll, I'll admit, I'm saving that character until one rainy day because I created them so long ago. But since then, of course, I've, I've created a bunch more. A bunch more. Yeah. 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 I, you 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 always get like an idea, and then like I'll create them, and I'll be like, all right, maybe you'll be a bad guy, maybe you'll be a helper in my next campaign, maybe I'll be able to play as you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But no, I didn't. I didn't initially make him to be passive, but like I, as soon as I started playing him, I'm like, all right, this is going to be the guy that takes, will try to stop violence, but if violence comes, he'll end it. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've definitely seen that through the times. From my, from my perspective, I, um, for example, Caesar. Caesar is pure good doesn't mean he won't get his hands dirty it just it's not even just that he's pure good but he's like he is royalty he's of he's of natural born leader whether that's because of his father whether that's because of just circumstance so the reason he doesn't really get into fights and stuff is because of that the regalness and the the uh the fact that he can create a plan to where minimum damage is done to whether that's the victim or that's the surrounding civilians so he's kind of like the ultimate good guy of my brain he is good with okay now let's rally together and let's let's you know stop them the best way and the safest way we can with little to minimum uh casualties uh it doesn't mean he won't get his hands dirty. He will he will destroy like if he if he has to. But he also understands, you know, I'm going to heal people, I'm going to help whoever needs it. But um like or and uh, uh Claire Clark? No. Carly. Not, no. Yeah. Carly. Um those guys, yeah, they they could fight. They it was just a moment of Carly's not all there. Uh her hermit past is very lonely and quite a long past path, but her willingness and her her ability to drive and stuff like that grew from that. And so she's just getting to the grips that she's a part of a team that her abilities are being used. So when hugs were offered, she was like, yeah, I'm in a vulnerable state. I'm in my first mission. Like, yeah, I'll use a hug. But Or is the opposite. I, I think in reality, he would have attacked if everybody else was. But the fact that no one else was, he was like, okay, I won't attack. But I, I'm ready to. Like, mm-hmm. once you once you give me that okay, I will, I will gouge this thing's eyes out. So they're not, they're not necessarily passive, but it just happened to be. That was the solution, and your whole team kind of attuned to that because of dice rolls and other situational things. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was thinking, and a dedicated fan asked um, my new best friend, 
shout out to you. Um, it's I'd, I'd wondered about the why everyone was just so passive. Not to say that any of us are necessarily like wimps. Yeah, um, so like that we all could have fought. fought. Like I believe um, Willie even has like wild shape and stuff, so he could do whatever he wanted. He'd be anybody he wanted. Sure. Maybe that'll come up in a future episode. Mm, it definitely will. Yeah. So, yeah, it it, it it didn't turn out the way I expected, but it was a good. I think it was a good fun. Like I was, I, I was just thinking, you know what? Combat can end in different ways, like a hug, a a stab. Like you could have left, and nothing would have happened to you. Like you could have just been like, okay, this is not my problem anymore. Bye. <laughs> And that would have been end of combat. Like, if there was no challenge that was declared, he would have just stood there and waited for somebody to challenge him. One of those poor police officers yeah. would probably have been like, hey, sir, you need to leave. And he's like, do you challenge me? Exactly. Yeah. And if they tried to move him, he would murder them. That, and that was the point I was trying to come across. Like, no one understood him. And so they were trying to stop him or they thought that he was a scary being. So... They would attack him, and immediately he would be like, "Okay, you're gonna die. Like, you you're not accepting my challenge. You're just blindsiding me right now. That's not okay. Let's fight." And and so stuff like that. So if you didn't challenge him, he wouldn't have done anything. But if somebody tried to, if you would have just like, "Okay, well, let's fight," and bam, like try to hit him, he would have went straight into fighting. You would not have gotten your wish if you killed him or anything. What? Why? Because you didn't challenge him. You didn't. You didn't create a, a combat. You there was no formal. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. So if we went like we're gonna we're gonna fight to the death. No, if you if you just if you were just like oh no, I it's a bad guy, and you went with your axe, mm-hmm. and there was no conversation. You just went for him. Right. He would have just mm-hmm. fought, and nothing would have happened after. He would have just if he died, then he would just disappear. If you died, then We'd have to figure out a whole multiverse conversation. Yeah, um, I, I'm still waiting for the day that I die, just because I want to know. Waiting for the day that Reader dies, yes. in case you're that kind of person. But waiting for the day that Reader dies to see what happens. This is when we find out that the reason why Reader keeps going to the library is because he's making all those different books a Horcrux. Uh, yes. yes. So I just finished watching Harry Potter again. Or, or we'll treat you like Groot. We'll, we'll take a part of your antler and just stick it in the ground and you just start growing. <laughs> Any last minute thoughts, comments? I, I liked it. I don't know how people will react, but I do like the fact that we were talking for 40 minutes and finished it in three seconds. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, of course, this is coming out after the episode has aired, but like, even a couple of my friends, I was just like, hey, I was like, the new episode is out. I was like, oh, listen to it, please. And they're like, Really, Isaac, you talked your way out of it? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, that sounds like you. And I was like, all right. Yeah. It was glad. Oh, man. Like, like, you're used to so many people. Like, a lot of people think that it's like D&D is like talk, fight, talk, fight, talk, fight, talk, yes. fight. It's not. It's like you can, you could go a lot of a campaign without like attacking. Definitely. It, to some people, that may not be fun. To other people, they're like, that's even funner. Yeah. It's the fun of variety. Exactly. And choice. Exactly. And I, I for one, have, and I say this all the time, again, I made this campaign, both campaigns, unbalanced. 
they are unbalanced heavily towards the uh, enemies of these guys. Like they will, they are so overpowered. So I want them to do creative things to get out of it. Like that, that is a prompt I've given them, and they have not failed me because if they do head on, they could possibly survive, and I will provide help for them to at least try and survive. But it is a very hard thing to do. So for them to to create do creative things is is not just good for podcasting, but it's it's good for my okay. Well, how can I how can I make that go against them in the future, or or how can I you know they're making me think of ways to make it even harder than it already is, and and I appreciate that. And it's just yeah, it's a bit of fun, which is the bottom line. That'll be my strategy. I'm just gonna like jump play styles. You're just like, all right, Isaac, let's start the new episode. I'm like, I stabbed the first person I see. <laughs> what happened? And then you're just like, really? all right, all right, that's gonna be a part two episode. I'll be like, when we come back, I'm standing over there healing them. Yeah. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoy this tea break. Don't forget to follow us. Trying to get on Twitter. I'm trying. Now, that's just that. Uh, I- no, this is sad. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing I'm not even gonna mention it. Um I'm trying to get us on Twitter. I'm trying to do a TikTok account for Rolling Across the Pond. Uh we still have Instagram, so follow that and our website. Um our website's gonna have a few more announcements on there, so take keep keep an eye out. because uh, we have a few things coming up with holidays and stuff like that. Uh it's a little bit better. I'm not still gonna give the I'm still not gonna ask for it. Um for those of you who don't know, Luke is trying to signal me to do something, and I'm not going to do it because it's very sad. Um, he's not—he's not built up enough. Uh, oh, there we go. Yes. So Luke would like you to to um, submit some fan art again. We love it. We love your emails and your fan art and everything that you guys send us. I mostly read most of it. Um, but yeah, uh, really, just keep keep in touch. We we love you and. I, now it's just, it's just being weird. Bye.